0: 911. what's your emergency?
1: Um, um, this this car, an SUV, it was, it it was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier, and and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, it's, the train is still going. The train is going, and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome to episode 207 of the s and Podcast Show, a very special baseball preview edition. With By the time you, this comes out and you're listening, baseball season will be will have begun. Um, today we're a little uh, old school night. Danny, what's going on, buddy? Just hey, doing? how's
0: it going? Happy opening day as you hear this. Uh, happy opening day to everybody. Um, happy Passover and happy Easter to everyone. Uh, both holidays are coming up this weekend, so... Steve, enjoy your fast, and it's not a I'm. Fast. No, driver. it's not a fast. You can't eat bread. Sorry, that's right. That's the only thing. So at yeah. least it's not a fast. So. I don't follow it anyway. That's true. You don't have to follow it anymore. That is.
1: <laughs> Never really uh, had to follow it anyway.
0: I thought you had to follow it at work.
1: Oh, yeah, that job.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's it's opening day. The Mets are home. It seems like they're always home, which is awesome. Uh, they're playing the Cardinals, so that's going to be I feel be like fun. the last
1: time they started on the road was the Reds. I think it was uh, like Pedro's no, first year.
0: Oh, so Obviously not, but yeah, that's one of the last times I remember as well. But Bartolo did start off against the, the Nats in Washington
1: two years ago, in 15. So. Oh, that's right. The famous, familiar how to close the game because of an injury? Of oh, injury. yeah,
0: of a certain uh, pitcher that got suspended a couple days later. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, but the Yankees are north in Toronto, so that should be a, that should be also a fun game. See how many home runs Stanton Judge and Sanchez hit in the first weekend in that band box as well. So,
1: um, They're there as and you then met... they come home,
0: right? Uh, yeah, then they come home.
1: All oh. right. And tonight we're actually going to welcome back our friend Joe's McFly. Um, you could always check out his vlogs on Twitter and, of course, the thesndblog.com. Uh, always good to check his his stuff out. He was just he actually just came back from spring training, so we'll have him on in a little while. Of course, I just had my base my Mets preview article come out on S&D blog, and of course. Um, And, of course, now we also have Vin, uh, Vin did a Yankee preview. And, of course, yeah. we've got the draft yeah, stuff man. coming up soon. Yeah, I'm going to be
0: doing that soon. I just didn't feel like talking about the Odell Beckham nonsense this week.
1: But <laughs> we'll talk some Giants football later yeah, on. They we'll have about had about a, productive, uh, a productive
0: free yeah, agency they... so far. Yeah, I think they've done all right with the money they
1: are strapped with. Yeah, and moving some pieces around, trying to figure it out. It's intriguing that Brandon Marshall's still on the team, in my opinion, but again, oh, we'll I'll, talk about I'll, all this later on. Yeah, I'll tell you the reason why he's still on the team. With all of that being said, let's go into our leadoff. Leading off,
0: leading off. Alright, tonight's leadoff, um, since we weren't on, uh, we didn't do a show last week, it was kind of news that... The Yankees and Red Sox might have a series over in London next year. So I brought to Steve's attention is it a smart idea to actually have a division rival, division rivalry games to be played in a foreign country, considering how big a rivalry that is? And you know that regardless of the Red Sox, whoever's home for those games. Is going to be losing gate because obviously those games are going to be sold out anyway. Should it be a lesser team matchup, like a inter, like a West Coast team, East Coast team, or a interleague style of play, or just have it during spring training and just be over with it? Um, I think I like. I was thinking about it before, and I think soccer comes. All the European soccer teams come over, play friendlies, and everything like that. I don't understand why american sports teams can't do the similar thing of hey let's have a preseason game it doesn't count against anybody else or to lose the gate especially in a big rivalry game as the yankees red sox yeah most likely one of those games is going to cost another team one of those teams the other year and they're going to be oh well we played in london for three of the 19 games so the hell gives kind of thing so uh I really think it should be moved to a preseason style of games because, obviously, if it was a division game, it's obviously more meaningful than any other game around in, in the season.
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the... the I feel like baseball is internationally known enough that throwing an extra series in there in the middle of like the season just doesn't make any sense. Or even the spring season. I mean, remember they used to play in Japan for a weekend. Yeah, that would
0: be the for, yeah, that would be the beginning of the year. It it. it I don't know. Like I, I I think it's just if you're gonna play like a. I feel series. like Europe
1: is the biggest place that major the four major sports we have are struggling with. Well, except for hockey.
0: Except for hockey, yeah, right. and they and they claim football is big, but obviously we know that's a lie.
1: They they get the jaguars every year. They're not big. <laughs> um. But yeah, go on. Sorry. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like baseball big enough worldwide. I get you want to play European, so use the World Baseball Classic and play games in Europe. Yeah, that that's a, like you mentioned before. That would also work as well. You know, play the games in Europe there instead of playing them, you know. I get you put the first rounds are locally for a lot of teams, but, you know. Remember the Marlins played like 10 games a year in Puerto Rico? What did that really do for baseball?
0: Nothing really. Obviously, you know, they have a big Puerto Rican fan base. Um, It's just just the weird scenario. I know I like also the couple games in Cuba and a couple games here and there. I just think if you're going to do gimmick games, it, it shouldn't be a meaningful game like the Yankees or Red Sox. Um, or any divisional game. Because honestly, at the end of the year, especially on how close baseball teams have been the last couple of years and how competitive a lot of these teams are, they're going to need those games. Obviously, you'd rather if you're a Red Sox fan, you'd want to see the Red Sox play at Fenway Park and have games counted, home games counted towards that. And have that home field advantage, other than the mixed crowd that you will get out of London. So, and it's as of right now, they they didn't say. Obviously, it was nothing official yet. But when they threw out the idea last week, it sounded like it was going to be a Red Sox home games. Uh, so, who knows with that?
1: I don't know. It's just like, like I said, just like you have the World Baseball I think- Classic. I think they're yeah. I think You're they're trying too much. Do, what what is? Have you ever heard anything about a European European pl- people playing baseball? No, not really. Football, I get it because you had NFL Europe for a long time, and it wasn't like it wasn't that it wasn't successful. it's just they tried to show it here, and it wasn't successful.
0: Uh, not only that, I think it they have also have rugby. That's a distant cousin from football, and other styles of rugby-slash-football-style games that they entertain the violence aspect of things. So, that's also there. So, and usually it's the most nonchalant games. Granted, every game is important in the NFL, like everybody says, but it's usually the most obscure games that no one really cares about. Like, it's not a Giants-Cowboys game or or a... um. Another big rivalry, like a Packers-Vikings or Vikings-Bears. You know what I mean. So the football style of things would be a better workout. Like, let's, for example, a Marlins. Huh, we'll do a football style uh, London game. the Marlins-Rays game because no one's going to go to either game. So.
1: Right, the Rays <laughs> don't get enough fans at their stadiums.
0: Uh, yeah, and they turned down $200 million from Marlins, man, for the Marlins. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, I think they should take the playbook from the European soccer teams that they come every year on tours and they play friendlies and they still everybody's so excited to see these teams. Granted, no one's gonna be as popular as European soccer teams, but they'll play a friendly. They'll play like the crappier team here, and then they'll play a friendly against another. Another European team that's just as awesome, and everybody's just excited to see them because it's the only glimpse we get to watch on American soil. So i i i could that I could see that working, but it's all about the dollar. So if it, it's gonna end up gonna be that way, whether we like it or not,
1: unfortunately. Right. I don't know.
0: I think I think Manfred's trying too much. You know what I mean?
1: He's trying to he's trying to put his own stamp. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. He wants to put his own stamp on things.
0: It's the ultimate trying too hard kind of move,
1: right? Like, and you get it too because you know David you, you Silver's trying to do. It. What's his name? What's what's the what's the new commissioner of basketball's name?
0: Oh, uh... I'm throwing a blank right now. Somebody, but, something Silver.
1: You know what I mean? Silver,
0: yeah, yes, yeah, Silver.
1: Like you know, he's trying to make an impact on the league too. Like you know, he's he's trying to dra- change the draft lottery. He's trying to change different things that go on. Trying to reformat the playoffs so that, you know, gives teams better chances. Or reformat kind of the salary situation to help other teams out. Like, you get it. Everybody wants to have an impact. And it makes sense. You, I completely don't blame them at all. You know?
0: Oh, no. It's not a blaming at all. But they, they should worry about... I don't know. They should just know, like, all right, let's fix other things first. And then let's venture out there. And figure out the European aspect of things, but the the other problem is, unlike other sports, other than football, most of these other sports have that dominant European player. That all right, so and so is coming to Europe, and though it's going to be like breaking news on every single channel, and you, everybody's going to watch every waking moment of that particular game because of so and so being there. For example, like I guess we could use
1: Porzingis. Imagine if the Knicks went to Latvia. It would be crazy. Um, right. It's like the NBA does that. Like they do that London game in the middle of the year.
0: Yeah, and um, next and year nobody they, watches. Yes, and then the um, I think NHL goes to Sweden. They 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 do things as well. Yeah, but I that's also that like devil... the
1: start of the season type of thing. Yeah, yeah. They do I that believe... early enough in the year, but it's also like. You know, the NHL has markets there, so it makes sense for them to go there because they have yes. players that are coming here. Players that With the NHL, it makes sense for them when they play internationally.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. And it's also not rivalry games. The biggest point is it's a, not a rivalry game on top of that. Because, I don't know, it's just... I think they're just, oh, let's just get the two biggest franchises in the, all of Major League Baseball... No offense, Cubs and Dodgers and all those other teams, but that's the most marquee matchup in the league. Let's grow it there. And It's like, God forbid the Yankees and Red Sox need that one game and it's some fluky play because someone doesn't know the boundaries of the field or something goofy like that, and that's how the teams cost a uh, playoff spot.
1: I don't know. With that being said, international baseball should not happen. That's what it comes down to. If you want to do, if you want to throw a couple teams like two weeks before the season into London, or like four teams two weeks before the season to play some spring training games and let them have expanded rosters for it, okay, let's. Okay, fine, I can understand that. But to do possibly during the season and to have a Yankee Red Sox game. Think, yeah, up, think about all the money Fenway or Yankee Stadium is going to lose because you didn't have those two, ga- those three games there. Oh,
0: exact, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I'm completely shocked. Either of those teams are completely okay with that, regardless of who's the the home team.
1: Like I said. With that being said, let's go play a little more United We Ball, and we'll be right back with them.
0: Hey!
1: Welcome back to our very special episode this week, episode 207. Of course, we are doing it in honor of autism awareness, um, which begins on, of course, April 1st. But, of course, it should be a a 365-day-a-year thing, or 366, depending on if it's a leap year, of course. Um, So make sure you're sharing our episode. uh, All the... All the listens that we get to, we're going to raise $3 for Autism Speaks, like we do every year. Um, And also, don't forget, on April 2nd, Monday, April 2nd, send us over a picture of you wearing something blue in honor of Autism Awareness on Autism Day. On Autism Awareness Day. And, of course, we're going to make a collage or do a, a multiple photo thing, like we do every year with our podcast on our Instagram and share it with everybody in honor of Autism Awareness. With that being said... Today, when you guys are listening to this, it is opening day for Major League Baseball, so who better to bring on and join us to talk some Yankees than Joe. What's going on, Joe?
0: What's going on, man? What's up? What's up, Joe? <laughs> you got that
1: 10 still going on from
0: Tampa? How's everything going?
2: Everything's good. Everything. I wasn't even there long enough to be in Tampa, but that that sun was definitely... uh, uh it was there. So... Yeah, it was definitely there. <laughs> it was baking, so it was, it, it was really good, but... Uh... Yeah, first of all, I, I want to say that, you know, thank you for having me on, and um, second thing is that I love the cause, you know, for this uh, for this podcast, and Autism Awareness, you know, that's awesome so you guys to get, uh, I think you said, what was it, $3 per listen, or?
1: Yeah, $3 uh, per listen, and if anybody wants to, they can actually just send us a donation directly to our PayPal, in which we'll include in our donation when we have the listen, so just send it to sndpodcasts at gmail.com. Awesome,
2: awesome, yeah. So uh, that that I definitely love. But right now my hype level, and like you said, you're gonna be releasing. You know, this is gonna be releasing, of course, tomorrow, opening day, and Yankees just released a hype video, and uh, you know they they actually put me in it for a little bit, and wow, I'm, it wow. Was, it, it, you know the whole narration of the whole thing, it just it got me so hyped. Like they do such a good job of getting you ready. Yeah. To, Season.
0: Their social media has really stepped up the last couple of years. They years. Last year, they had Charles Terry do their uh, hype-up video last year. I didn't get to watch it yet since we're recording. But it's all queued up, ready for me to go the minute we uh, log off the episode. But that, that's really cool that you're in the, the pump-up video for the, the 2018 Yankees, which we all know has the potential of being a team that could hopefully raise the banner of 28, uh, pennant of 28, I'm sorry. Before, before you
1: even go on, that, the fact that you, if, if I told you last year at all that the Yankees would include you, Joe, in their hype video for a season, would you even believe me?
2: No. No. No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all. You know, I was just doing, you know, just doing my, my, um, my vlog just to, you know, kind of chronicle the whole season and, I didn't even know where it was gonna go, and after people started telling me, you know, I didn't have time to watch these games, so you know, I just watched these reactions. So it was a uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, but I, I I really do love that they're showing me love like that, you know. Um, but you know, like I always tell everybody, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a regular fan, you know. I mean, everybody around me is feeling the same way. I just happened to get it on video. Yeah.
0: No, thankfully for uh, Devers of the Red Sox, and then a few nights later, uh, uh, Ahmed Rosario. So, <laughs> thank it's all right. lucky stars for that. It's but, all right.
2: The, the Yankees only use the uh, the reactions from the playoffs, though, because all right, you know, that works. Yes, yeah, so I <laughs> did, love that. <laughs> did
0: did, did, they, did they did they did they did they ask you first, or this was a great surprise? Yeah, no, no, they they
2: did like they. I know that they did ask me about different kinds of videos like if they had the, if they could use it so i said oh, okay no, so right. you're you
0: know. just you're just waiting for it to drop that
2: okay, yeah no cool. i didn't know that they how they're going to use it though like they don't gotcha. say anything but
1: uh there, so that's cool that's so.
0: awesome
1: <laughs> i was Wish like the giants when,
0: uh, called us up right Steve?
1: espn called us up remember on uh it was oh, yeah, the all-star yeah, game right. yeah. it was the all-star Mariano, game and i had Mariana. and i recorded the rivera entrance like the full entrance and i had i had like second to last row from the top behind home plate so i had the whole field in front of me mm. so i had oh, wow. everything so i got the whole video of him from the minute the song started to him being on the mound until the first pl- second first player would run on the field to go play with go start warming up so espn like reached out to us it was like espn deportes or something Wow. And they're like, we need this video, Like, Go for it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I was at that game, actually. I remember that game. It was uh, really emotional in that stadium that night. So, it was pretty – that was pretty – I I remember me
1: and my friend, literally, Harvey, they they took Harvey out in, like, the third inning. My friend, a couple rows in front of me, turns around and goes, let's go walk around and get some beers. I was like, all right. (laughs) So, we went – we weren't even, like, there. And it was, like, the – 7th beginning of the 7th and i'm like we got to get back to our seats something special is going to happen and we're going to miss it we jetted up there we got to our seats perfect timing and we're able to see that moment it was one of the greatest moments i've ever seen in baseball
2: yeah it was it was awesome i just wish we won the game
1: i mean that would have been great but i think the american league (laughs) did win the game yeah american league did
2: win well no I i was talking about like the uh the mariano's final time like oh after, God oh, yeah yeah, so. yeah
1: the final time at city field yeah yeah the walk off yeah I left that I left that Gary Marley
0: that was like a three hour rain delay no we left together,
1: Steve because you're oh, yeah that's drove right we did leave together because we took you home
0: yeah yeah it was like a three hour rain delay we're right, like, all right, it's April let's go home uh
1: <laughs> but yeah so, but you know what's crazy about the Rivera, real quick is I've actually been to. I've seen him live get walked off – well, twice walked off and once – three blown saves I've seen from Mariano Rivera. The guy had, what, like 20 in his whole career?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember him – like for the games that I've been through, I don't even remember him blowing a save with me being in the stadium. So it's – I mean, those are few and far between when they happen, but – when they used to happen, but – uh. Yeah, I mean that. that I don't really. I, I I didn't really remember that at all. Like, um, you know what? I never been there for Mariano Rivera blown save. It's just enter Sandman and good night. The lights. It's over.
1: Yeah, when he retired, it's I said it? to my dad, "I'm like, it's crazy to think that we've seen him blow three games." Yeah. <laughs> like.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't go to more games then. Too. <laughs>
1: To be fair, one of them so, was Jason Beck. Let's,
0: let's uh, yeah, it's Jason <laughs> Bay. So let's talk about the 2018 Yankees, the chance to be the next Mariano Rivera's, the next Jeter's, the, so on and so on and so on. We'll be here all night telling Yankee names, yep. which great tradition the Yankees have. Uh, so we could start off the easy way, or we can start off the hard way. You want to go with the boppers in the the middle of the lineup, or maybe leading off. Which rumored the last couple of weeks. Or do you want to talk about the the pitching staff right now? You you got the four, so you wanna go easy or hard? Your choice. I mean,
2: we can go hard, I guess. I mean they're all easy, but the um I mean the, the pitching staff I think is the most overlooked part. Like the starting pitching staff, I think, is the most overlooked part of this team. And I think that a lot of people Overlooking for some reason, don't know why. Yankees were, like, either, I I believe, second in the AL, second or third in the AL when it comes to uh, starter ERA, second in uh, starter ERA. So a lot of people are sleeping on that team, and plus a lot of people had some really bad years and were still able to accomplish that. So, like, I don't believe Tanaka's going to have that bad years what he had last year. I think that that contract was really weighing on his head, and um, now he doesn't have to worry about that. Obviously, he opted in. And then you have Sonny Gray, who now, you know, coming from the West Coast, jumping into a playoff fight, and now he has the opportunity to get comfortable. He exclusively worked with Gary Sanchez all spring, and uh, they're ready to go. So I I, I think that we're going to get a better year out of him, too. And, um, I mean, CeCe, he says he felt, I mean, he hasn't felt better uh, than what he has now this year. So... I mean, it's just a lot of things, you know, going on with the starting staff. I feel like a lot of people are overlooking. Um, I understand that, you know, Severino didn't pitch as many innings like that in his life, but I, I see him progressing. He worked again with Pedro Martinez this off season, and I just see him taking another step into that, you know, into that limelight that he's going to be, you know, kind of like that ace in the Cy Young conversation kind of thing. Um I feel like oh Montgomery. So yeah, I mean yeah, yeah so uh, that's another guy it's another forgotten guy where people say oh the Yankees need starting pitching Yankees need starting pitching and Montgomery as a rookie um I mean he was I think it was first in rookie of the year voting for a starting pitcher. So I mean that was it's just awesome seeing him and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has uh going forward. So That's what what I'm excited about when it comes to the starting rotation. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on them.
1: Well, that's because everybody knows they just have to get five, six innings and get the bullpen, the deadly bullpen right there. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely, which is another part. It's another component. And, I mean, Boone got the perfect job, man. He (laughs) just has to have these guys relaxing, man. That's it.
0: It's going to be interesting. That's pretty much what's hedging on the Yankees this season is if Aaron Boone can be able to manage and press the right buttons in a given situation. And that's, that's the only thing holding maybe everybody, everybody's feeling the optimism, but in a couple of weeks, let's say the Yankees do start off in a little slow start. I know they can bounce back, but it's going to be interesting to listen to the radio, reading the papers, getting the clicks on Twitter Mm-hmm. on seeing how is Aaron going to adjust and have the Yankees ready to go and win 10 in a row, uh win a bunch of five series in a row, 10 series in a row. It's going to be interesting to see how he can mold them to being the team that has all the potential in the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, again, all, all that Boone has to do is get these guys to to relax and rely on Larry Rothschild when it comes to the rotation and um, just kind of learn on the job kind of thing because, I, you know, you can't really take too much out of managing in spring training because everything's laid back anyway. But, I mean, if he can keep those guys loose, I think that's the most important part, right? Because these guys are already coming in hungry no matter what.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know if you listen to R2C2. Um, yes.
1: That's
0: a great podcast. And, Love it. Um, they had the interview with Gardner, two weeks ago, a week ago, and he was working out with Judge, and Judge said to Gardner that he doesn't want to be a one-year wonder, and he's working even harder than what he was last year. And I'm sorry, that's freaking scary, especially having (laughs) Stan right behind him, regardless of what spot he's in. That's that's some special stuff. And you can tell Judge is... I scoffed at the idea last year when uh, Girardi mentioned Judge as a Jeter type and not hearing the actual clip and then actually hearing the clip a few days later and like, okay, I see what he means by he's very Jeter-like and the I'm going to go about my business. I'm going to be the best team guy I can possibly be and carry them at the same time. So that's all you can ask for for a guy like Judge Yeah. Did he show up a little bit more of himself in that interview? Also on R two C two, I agree. I you never mm-hmm. saw that out of Judge, and you hope to see that a little bit more out of there. Um But to just the sky's the limit for Judge, and if he continues what he did last last year, the Yankees are in a, a whole lot of world of awesomeness. And the funniest thing I know you see it because you're you're one of the big guys on Yankee Twitter. Yeah. Um. And I I re, I see you and Justin Diamond and everybody else. Everybody doesn't forget about Sanchez, but no. people forget about Sanchez. And and I hope he they do be the. <laughs> but that's the scary thing that they do, and that he could easily hit forty home runs and drive in one hundred and twenty five guys, and everybody will forget. Oh, just yes, because he's not staying or he's not judged that he's. Number three on that list, he could easily be better than both these guys if, uh, if time show proven right.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, my pick for the guy that's going to be stand out in the Yankee lineup is going to be Gary Sanchez to me because just when pitchers think that they're out of the woods, and these are two high, I mean, three high on base guys are getting in front of him. You know, Gardner, Judge, Stanton. I mean, those guys get on base. If they're not, you know if if Judge and Satan are not hitting it over the fence, of course, and Gary's gonna clean up this year. He's going to. I'm gonna call him the school bus because he's gonna be picking huh. up everybody on the bases. That's what he's gonna be doing all season. And I, I just see that I have like last year he had like thirty bo- he had thirty bombs and he missed a month. So I mean, think about it. it just he's the one I'm really excited about in that yeah, lineup.
0: No, uh, it, and. You have Aaron Hicks and you and you have Didi, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. There's going to be not an easy out in any situation, so it's going to be it's going to be nice to see with the Yankees and how just I, that's going to be the biggest question is what does Aaron Boone handle this club? Because we all know what the Yankees lineup could be, obviously. It's a big blow. The bird, who's unfortunately hurt again with his foot, it's yeah. only going to be a matter of time to see. Hopefully, does Austin take care of business, or does Neil Walker? Neil Walker is a very underrated player. Oh I yeah, think, and I think he especially gonna, being a
1: left-handed bat in that ballpark. Forget absolutely. it. Forget it. Absolutely, I, I love Drury. The the Drury trade. Uh, oh, that's trade another too. one.
0: That's another DD trade.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love those those two guys there. Um, Tyler Wade, I think, is a, a, a good, a really good guy to watch out for, too, as a rookie right now. Um, even though Neil Walker's going to be starting at second base tomorrow, I think against righties, you're going to see Wade in there a little bit more. Just offers the Yankees some more speed. And uh, the guy had a phenomenal spring training, too. I mean, so it's a. Um, I know that I think there were some headlines when Boone. Let off Judge, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, that that doesn't even make too much sense because I feel like it's it shortens the lineup, actually, if you do that. Um, you know, having Judge and then Giancarlo after him, you know, after that, you, you don't want to have Gardner at the ninth spot because I think Gardner kind of sets the tone. He's a prototypical leadoff hitter that sets the tone for the entire offense, I think. With the way that I see Gardner, he's tough at bats, tough as nails, and that's Brett Gardner right there. I think he he definitely deserves to be in that first slot, and he is tomorrow. So that's good.
0: Yeah, no, you gotta have the table setter, table setter with uh, Gardy. and and obviously if Judge bats second, which he did last year, he obviously is gonna have the protection with Sand batting three, and then Sanchez batting fourth, which is completely fine. So. Yep. Just just let that let, see that he already they're thinking too much. I, I know analytics are a big part of the game, so you're mm-hmm. going to get statistically, you should get more at bats as a one hole, obviously. But honestly, him and batting number two is going to be fine. It worked out last year, it's going to work out again. And we know he's hungry, so the sky's <laughs> the limit with that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, what what's your prediction for the this year? Are you, are the Yankees gonna overtake the Red Sox and win the division, or are they gonna battle it out like we are all expecting, and then unfortunately win the wild card spot? Uh, so hopefully, obviously, I know what you <laughs> want, but do you think it's gonna happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. You see, and the reason is is the reason that I think that the Yankees will win the AL East. I don't think it's I'm not going to say it's about their starting lineup every single day, which obviously, and their, their starting pitching or their bullpen. I'm going to say it's more because of their depth. Um, yes, they have – they're point. stacked. I mean, you have guys like Miguel Andujar, of course, Tyler Wade, Gleyber Torres, so on and so forth, that I think that the Yankees, more than the Red Sox, because right now their farm, according to Key Law, I think it's rated number 24. So – they're, the Yankees are able to absorb an injury more than what the Red Sox would. And I think the the Red Sox are actually kind of banged up right now with some some little injuries here and there, you know, to uh, Pomerantz and some of the other guys that they have in that you know rotation. And, you know, Price, we all know his injury history. And so what's to say to, what's to say, you know, what's going to happen there? You know, especially Eduardo Rodriguez, some of those guys. So um, the Yankees are just better equipped to be able to play that long one sixty two. Once yeah, you get no, into the definitely. into that short playoff state, then of course you got that bullpen and you know, that's another story, of course.
0: Of course. The the only thing with the Red Sox that everybody has to watch out for was last year they they weren't hitting. So maybe yeah. this year they could they can get a little bit better hitting a little bit going on this year. That's gonna be the scary thing about the Red Sox is I'm not mm-hmm. worried about the pitching other than other than Sale, and then if Price wakes up, then Parcello wakes up too, then I'm going to be worried, but like you said, the, the depth between the two teams are not even close. Yeah, I mean... Uh, obviously, in a blink of a hat, and if, like, let's say, Drury and Neil Walker don't produce, they'll have, they have Andohar and, and Torres ready yep. to go if both of them are hitting, like, 500 in uh, scram. So...
1: Torres is going to be up a lot sooner than people think. No matter what's going on.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I
2: think it, a lot of things with Torres. I think you know, coming back after not playing for a whole year, he had a bad, a bad spring training, really. Um, but it's uh, it's all right. I'm not worried about Torres. He could take as long as he can because Brian Cashman, the ninja of this awesome forty man roster, and just this architect um, has done a great job at just giving us the opportunity to be able to just sit back and wait and giving them time to really fully develop and finish off their development. Um, Going back to that Red Sox thing is that I think that them signing JD Martinez was huge. I thought last year they missed that, you know, big poppy presence. Um, I don't know if they underestimated it. I don't, you know the significance of that he's going to be big he's a, he's big time so um I, i'm definitely expecting a fight between the yankees and red sox but i definitely think that the yankees are gonna um end up on top are you going to toronto this weekend or no no i'm not going to toronto but I will be there for opening day weather permitting because it's supposed to rain over here but uh weather permitting is supposed to uh, rain Monday, but I will be there. If not, then I'll be there Tuesday. But I will not miss Opening Day in Yankee Stadium. I'll definitely be there. All right. Figured, you know, nice little drive up if you if you were making. Yeah. I was thinking about it, but I, I just did the spring training one, so I'm like, you know what, let me just wait. You know, and there's other road trips that I'm thinking about for this season, and like going to uh, going to Philly, you know, those kind of things. So oh yeah, we play. Be, be, be careful.
0: Be careful there.
2: Yeah, I know those, those guys are kind of crazy, but I mean, I I went to Fenway Park too. Um, right. My Yankee year. so that's it's... crazier, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's a couple of trips. So I'm just kind of, you know, maybe trying to tone it down a little bit so early, even though I'm so hyped.
1: I <laughs> don't blame you at all. Last year I went, I did uh, DC last year.
2: Oh, I want to go to DC one. You know, I want to go to DC also, and Oakland. I want to do
1: Oakland this year. That'll be fun. So, we're going to throw you on the spot. Just
0: make sure you have your gas mask because of the the, the sewage problem there.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) So, we're going to throw you on the spot. Is this team a World Series team? Yes. Absolutely. I think
2: last year, I'm convinced that if the Yankees would have went to the World Series, that they would have won. But it just wasn't their time. I mean, they needed to learn how to win on the road. That's that's one thing. And, you know, they won a tough game in Cleveland, Game 5 against Kluver on the road. But I think when you're going against a team like the Astros, you know, you have to really have that. You know, they, you know the Yankees would have had home field advantage last year. They were not losing a game at home. But, you know, right. you need to work for that home field advantage. Um, the Astros did, and they were able to win at home, and they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, but the... The Yankees still, still young team, and they came within one game of that World Series. So yes, they're definitely a World Series team. They're right there uh, with all of these other teams. Even though I think, uh, I think a Sports Illustrated came out and then they said that the Yankees would be in the World Series against the Nationals and the Nationals would win. I don't even pay attention to that stuff. But
1: you know how many times I mean... the Mets have been on the cover of Sports Illustrated <laughs> and then. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I
0: don't know. I, don't, I want
1: to say at least three in our lifetime, Dan.
0: Yeah, oh six, oh seven, and then the last
1: the the, years. the the infield, the infield oh, photo that from two thousand.
2: They, I'm sure they probably had one for that Generation K thing that they had before. Yeah. We all which... know
1: how that worked out. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Listen, you guys yeah. are on the cover this year, so yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's well, literally Madden for baseball.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it. Well, the Astros were on it last year,
1: so I can't even.
2: They were also hey, on it like four years ago saying that they were going to win it. Yeah, that's true. So maybe, uh, let's see. But <laughs> if that if that had stuff to do with it, you know, we'd be very Listen, rich that's, in Vegas right but now. That's
1: right? Why, but that's why we love sports, because you just don't know.
2: Yeah, anything can happen at any given time, and that's great. I mean, it, it, that's why I can't wait for baseball to start. It's just it's it feels like it's been forever, uh, but now it's gonna be the marathon that you know it doesn't feel like it's going to end until you know September, and then it's um then the playoffs start, and hopefully you know you know it's it's a good season for us. Bird comes back and starts to dominate and starts to live up to his potential, and uh, you know that that's that's my wishes for this season, man. Right?
1: You think Bird comes back?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I was upset. You know, I'm not mad at him kind of thing. I'm just really upset because he fits this lineup so perfectly. He really does. He's like – he fits it like a glove. The guy's a perfect left-handed power bat that the Yankees need at first base too. So, it's it's frustrating, but I could imagine for him it's even more frustrating because all he wants to do is play. And – you know, I just look at it like, you know, this guy can be able to, to come back. It's an ankle. They remove some bone spurs. It's better that it happens now at the beginning of the season. Come back around May 15th and then play for the rest of the season. Hopefully he has no more problems. But better it happen now than it happens later on when we really need him.
1: Right. you rather have it now. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing kind of similar with Conforto. I'm happy he's out now and not being rushed back. As you know, he played some games at the end, but they're like, you know what? Let's give you some more. Let's yeah, make sure get, now. Make let's make sure now, so that come August, we're not really con- we're not as concerned.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, when he comes back, is he playing center field?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's his job, it, unless you know Brendan Nimmo's batting three fifty and has <laughs> ten homers, and we may discuss something else, but. <laughs>
2: First, uh, maybe first base or something. I don't know if that happens. That's a, that well, would be a good problem to have, though.
1: Right. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> can't argue with having that problem. You move Jay Bruce to old man Gonzalez off the off the field and put Jay Bruce over at first base. Yep. But with that being said, I'm sure you got, you're going to have a great opening day video for us tomorrow. So sure you're pumped up, ready to go. Yes. Got it. Sure yeah, you're...
2: definitely, man. It, it, look, I, I mean, if, if you're a Yankee fan, I already know you're super hype going into There's a lot of expectations last season, going into the season kind of like to, kind of toe in the water kind of thing. And the, the way it just ended up, it was just awesome. And I just think about how electric that stadium was. And right now, I think the Yankees actually lead in ticket sales like everywhere right now. And they've been... You know, hard ticket to get right now. I'm just glad I got, you know, these season tickets out the way and I don't have to worry too much about secondary market. But I am just, just want the stadium buzzing again, man, where you just walk in and it's packed. And I know it's a, if it's, a like, some game in August against, I don't know, the Royals or something, it's probably not going to be packed, to, you know, to capacity, but just the electricity in the stadium is what I miss. And I, I love that. Cause you feel it through your bones. You you probably you guys probably know about it when the Mets were in the playoffs and oh yeah, you feel you feel like the whole city's kind of behind you.
1: That, the the so, feeling. I mean, we didn't win it, but that game, um, the the moment Dave, David Wright homered in Game Three, yep, yeah. that that moment just like the chills down the spine when the ball hit the bat was just. I get we didn't win it. We won that game, but like, just having him homer in the World Series game.
2: Well, yeah I mean that's uh, and that's good for him and you know I mean he's kind of still trying to battle back and try we all know that it's probably not gonna happen Don Manley did not you know come back from that injury so I mean it's um it's unfortunate because he he was a a good guy man a guy's a hard worker and it, it's like an actual leader for that team and it's just a you know unfortunate to see him go through that but it's sports
1: bro I want I want I want one thing and one thing only I want What's one that? moment in September? But David goes out for warm-ups before the game, has a catch with Jose Reyes while he's at short. Mickey pulls both of them, and they both walk off the field together in September. Yeah, oh, nice. And just yeah, let David call it a career from there. Yeah, just... Come well. out, come out, be, be in the starting lineup for a game in September when you have the expanded rosters and you don't have to worry about it
2: after yeah. you
1: come off, and he calls it a career.
2: Yeah, kind kind of like how they, I think the Yankees did with A. Rod when they put him at third base, and I was so happy to see him at third base, and then they they, they took him out after the uh, after the inning there. But yeah, it's it's always good to to have them there, and uh, David Wright just a way to kind of pay that back because I think the Mets have been really patient with him, and, um, and they don't and like
1: he collecting in the insurance check. They oh yeah, them. yeah,
2: yeah, definitely that's <laughs> part of it, you know. But don't tell them that, you know. They're trying to.
1: they won't won't admit it but we all know the the Wilpons like the insurance check
2: yeah it's so much easier than just to write it off right like the Yankees did with A-Rod right
1: we we collect that that nice check him and uh... (laughs) anyway Joe it's always a pleasure make sure to follow him on Twitter at Joe's McFly keep up the great work Joe we'll definitely have you on during the season again
2: Absolutely. And make sure you guys do uh subscribe to my YouTube channel at Joe's McFly. Also on YouTube and uh just to get all of the latest videos and Yankee news and all of that there. Uh all of my videos get uploaded up there. So but um thank you for having me on guys and keep the pinch rice right on, keep them strong. Let's go, Yankees.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. No. you
0: can do is hate me. welcome back to the podcast you just listened to united we brawl once again this is our special autism speaks episode so every listen that everybody listens we will donate money towards the great cause of autism and of course
1: don't forget uh april 2nd please don't forget to send us photos of you wearing blue so we could do our yearly collage that we always love doing for everybody and on autism awareness day um also if you want to just donate to us instead if you want to if people you know don't understand podcasts or don't want to listen to a sports podcast they can just send us money um to our paypal at sndpodcasts at gmail.com and we will associate that with our donation that we will send out next thursday um also thank you right away right off the bat to chris hillier uh veto For helping us out. He actually sent us some money the other day in honor of Autism Awareness. That was very nice of him to get us started. So, we know we've always been there for Vito. He was on with us at our special in September. Um, Looking forward to having him on, joining us again. Maybe around the draft to talk some Jets football with us. And definitely going to have him on again during the summer. So, again, thanks to him for helping us out. And... Like I said, if you want to help us out also, just listen, share the episode. If people don't want to listen, just you could donate to sndpodcast.gmail.com and we'll associate that with our donation that we will send out. Um, we'll give it till like Thursday at 6pm next week to see how many lessons we get. So, thank you for everybody who does help us out between now and then. And again, don't forget about the collage on Monday.
0: Yeah, with that being said, um, thank you Joe for coming on to talk Yankees, but now it's time to talk about the New York Metropolitans uh I don't know to be positive optimistic or just be battered and be nervous about this year's Mets team. um you want to go first uh, you wrote the whole good article that I, there's I, a lot of reasons to be positive
1: th- right like uh, there's there's a uh, first off today I don't know about you but it was so strange like I don't know if you ever I've sure I've told you about the app a billion times, Roto Grinders. It's definitely better, great during football because it'll tell you who's playing and who's not, like, earlier than most places do. Um, it's literally, it hits Twitter, it hits Roto Grinders, it's on your phone type of thing. Um, which is good because you don't have to go searching for injured players and stuff, like questionable guys, you'll know already. Um, but also they send out baseball lineups. Like when the team releases a lineup, it actually gets sent out. And one of the strangest things was seeing the Met lineup the day before opening day. Yeah, I'm um, so used to A-T Terry Collins thing. waiting till like 4:15 to post a lineup. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm like, this A-T guy's got to slow down a little A-T bit. Like, we're not, we're not ready for this. You got to ease us into the okay. new management.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, it, the only negative thing that so far this camp was was the two starts that Matt's had, which he bounced back from, so that was a negative hit on Mats, And the unfortunate of Zach Wheeler not being able to take the fifth job like he was supposed to. Um, You know me. Um, I've been a big Seth Hugo fan the last two years, so I'm, I'm happy to see him get another opportunity to shine. There isn't a... He would be starting in more than half of the ro- starting rotations. We're just lucky to have such a young talented corp that he's our quote unquote fifth, sixth, maybe seventh best pitcher. Um arguably depending on the mood of fans and people are in that particular day. Uh, so it's all about our, our starting pitching. It's it's if obviously if DeGrom and Noah stay healthy, obviously the sky's the limit with those two alone. Does Matt Harvey have whatever he had in fifteen and just a little if it's a little less than what he had in fifteen, we could still survive, but he has to be Matt Harvey from two thousand fifteen this year. And it's big contract year. You know how that that goes. Big contract year usually means a boost in stats and performance. So You know, they if said
1: they said with his injury it takes like
0: Oh, yeah, it takes a couple years. It takes a couple of
1: years to fully get back, but it was a really positive spring training for him. Very positive. Um, he did get and roughed up a couple innings, but he was able to bounce back from those couple innings and pitch the rest of the outing good, which is important because the Matt Harvey last year...
0: He was just negative. It was just uh, He's been negative the last couple of years other than the bits and pieces of the playoff run in 2015. So... Something this is, he has a good feeling to him. We didn't have that at all last year. Even at Star Spring Training, I think he—if he gets his mojo back—I think the skies are limit for Matt Harvey. Not saying starting All Star Game Matt Harvey, or wait, we're not looking ha- for—we're not looking oh, for no, bloody I'll nose be, Matt Harvey. We're looking, be, for, be, oh, we're looking for
1: five I'll, to six innings, exactly solid pitching. We're still in games, or if we're not already of up course. big.
0: That's that's what that's what I'm saying. We're not looking for the 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 dark knight, Matt Harvey. We're just looking for this stable third, fourth pitcher of the rotation. After a cu- tough couple of games, God forbid one of our pitchers don't have it. He's there backing up being a bulldog that we all know he could still hopefully
1: be. Right. Um hundred uh, percent.
0: and then Steven Matz is the ultimate. Can he play through pain? Can he pitch through pain? And I think Dave, more than four games. Yes. Can, I think with Dave Island and, and, uh, Mickey, I really think it's going to be, obviously they're both very big pitching, they're pitching guys. So I think with that being said, that's a bonus right away from compared to, uh, Dan Worthen and Terry Collins. Um, the big, another big question is the bullpen. Uh, how are we gonna get to Familia or AJ Ramos? Is is the big question. Um, hopefully, Swarzak, um who's another arm, Seawald, obviously AJ Ramos.
1: Let's see what happens. I think I AJ think... is the dark horse because he had a bad spring. Yeah, but he's been he's been really good the past couple seasons to a point where I feel like he would be like he's gonna be okay
0: yeah I, I could see that. Um, and also uh, also the catching is also a big concern for the last past couple of years. I think with the platoon of Poeki and darno can this year finally be the year one of them steps up and takes a, takes takes the job. but obviously this day of age we don't we just need the platoon and them combining stats to be one good catcher. Is fine with me because obviously, obviously, Pulwecki is uh Syndergaard's pitcher uh, catcher of choice usually.
1: So, you know, and I wrote it in my article that that's the most that's intriguing huge. position on the whole team.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, like they both had phenomenal springs.
1: Let's just hope they bring this up to healthy and they, healthy, can City they move forward. You know those type of things. Yeah,
0: I, I know I like to rag on Darno a lot, and. He he just is not lucky with injuries the last couple of years. You you know, and
1: and I thought about this, and I spoke to uh, Rosen a couple a couple weeks ago about this, and I'm fully convinced that if puecki wasn't having the spring that he's having, the Mets were going to sign Lucroy, if not just an insurance policy, just yeah. to be a guy to come in and and own.
0: Yeah, that's that's and, that and, been a and, good and win
1: the position. You know, if he was if Plecki struggled out of the gates in spring, you may have looked to run in Lucroy and say, "Hey, earn your spot." Worst case scenario is Lucroy goes. We either tell Lucroy, "Listen, go spend some time in in Vegas and let us go with these guys." And once Darno gets hurt in two weeks, like we all know it's going to happen, you'll be up here.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it's really going to be interesting. They're both high-prospected catchers, so just this one is both of those
1: figures. and and let's face it i wrote in the article too combined they very easily can give us 25 homers out of a seventh or eighth spot in the lineup oh
0: i'm done i'd <laughs> be very happy
1: you that. you would take if they combined for a 260 average 25 homers and 60 to 80 rbis you'd sign up for that any day of the week between the two of them
0: the only thing i'm concerned travis about will have with...
1: 16 but you know
0: yeah the only thing I'm concerned about with the Mets is, yeah, they're going to hit a lot of home runs. They're just hopefully runners are on base for those home runs to be when they're hit. Um, between Yoenis, hopefully healthy this year, and Bruce back, and then Todd Frazier, who's basically replacing Curtis Granderson as the team leader slash that guy who's going to occasionally hit a home run or two. Obviously, he's going to hit more home runs than Curtis. We all love Curtis, but I'm just seeing the facts with that. I, th- I think you could see it already on Jose Rice's Instagram, on uh, Snapchats, that Todd Frazier is a goofball, and we're gonna end up liking the clubhouse Todd Frazier. I think people are gonna have to live with the 230 to or below batting average. To that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. How we're gonna handle that? Um, if he's hitting home runs, we'll be fine with it. I think
1: that the biggest problem is. That we all know who should be playing third base for the New York Mets. Yes,
0: that's,
1: yes, But that's um, the problem, and everybody has it in their heart. That's that's the biggest problem. But let's face honestly, it, we all feel that same way about David Wright. You I can, know you can't find one Met fan that doesn't have a spot in their heart that wants David Wright playing third base.
0: Yeah, it's it's sad, but honestly, Steve, it's been two and a half. No, years. I
1: hundred percent. No, there in your mind, all, Vin and I talk about this all the time. In your mind, it's David needs oh, it's... to retire. In your heart, all I want to do is see number five and, and third base.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. It's just one of those things, man. And he even said it in his press conference in spring. It's just it's just a matter of time before he just calls it quits. And you could, all you could do is commend him for trying. But, David, just, it's just come on, man. Just We, we know. we we got to rip the jersey off of you. But come on, man.
1: Listen, I'm it's telling you, I, this is this is what I want. September, a game in September. David takes warm ups at third. Jose takes warm ups at short, and let the two of them walk off together before first pitch.
0: That'd be nice. That'd let,
1: be the, cool. let, let the two of them walk off the field together because you know this is the end of Reyes's career with the Mets too. Oh
0: yeah, that's
1: fine. He's a permanent bench guy, and if if they can find younger guys or that are cheaper. They're probably going to bring them in. But then again, I could also see Jose being here for the next four or five years doing it.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. But they need to have a
1: game September when it's expanded roster. So they have the extra guys on the bench where Mm -hmm. the two of them are playing on that side. of. Just let the two of them play catch. Don't even have whoever's playing first throw the ball to third base. That way, David doesn't have to do too much. And just you have Mickey come out and you wave them both off the field.
0: Definitely,
1: like one of those type of things. Pull okay. them, pull them both off. But anyway, that's for okay. September.
0: But also, we know that um, Cabrera is going to be a good offensive piece, but defensively, how is he going to have enough range second base? And then he's traded.
1: The- he's the first guy traded. I'm calling it right oh, now. Yeah.
0: Oh, hopefully, hopefully there, hope there isn't a lot of trades considering we're doing well. But I could see that as well. He's going to be uh, that
1: first guy traded off this team for a for a piece, a bench piece, a bullpen piece, a, a depth piece at another position. Him and Juan are the first two guys traded. Yeah,
0: um, that that leads me to the next part. The biggest question on the Mets. Mets non-pitching situation is when which hopefully he comes oh well, hopefully the Mets don't rush him back but he seems to be getting better hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks next week um, Michael Conforto comes back where what is going to be the outfield situation um between obviously Cespedes is going to be in left left field if does Brendan Nimmo continue to have like continue to swing the bat well for the first month, and Jay Bruce playing in right, so it's going to be interesting to see. Do we move Jay Bruce to first base for a little while, depending on how good uh, Adrian Gonzalez is, and we just have Comporto play center field my, and just have N- my biggest
1: Nimmo. my biggest Adrian <laughs> Gonzalez questions his back at his age is his back yeah. he's had back problems and we, like we mentioned somebody earlier with back problems. We've seen it. Yeah. Um so that's gonna be a factor right away to start. Bruce will be the will be the extra guy to move up. But I think it that, comes down to is Brendan Nimmo being early part of spring training Brendan Nimmo. Yeah,
0: I think with Brendan Nemo as well, we know what we're it's gonna Conforto's get. It's Conforto's
1: spot. Center field is Confortos spot, let's face the fact. Oh oh no, every we know in that. a perfect world Conforto's playing center, Bruce is in right, and Adrian's at first. There's oh yeah, a, there's of your course. perfect scenario, and I'm gonna say by April fifteenth. I
0: I'm fine with that, but but we, but we also know that Nimmo can handle the pitch hitting uh, pitch hitting duties. Right, I love Nimmo at the bench.
1: We've exactly. Been saying this, so. for, I've been saying this since everybody started getting on Nimmo. He's a fourth outfielder, and that's what he'll always be, and that's fine. I'll take his, yeah, yeah, I'll of take it listen i'll take a walk to lead off an inning the pitcher spot is leading off in the seventh inning there you go there's your there's a walk there's a there's a possible walk a three at least a three two count for a guy who's going to come in out of the bullpen in the seventh inning because you know nimmo's getting to a two 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 a three two count oh yeah every time so all right with we pretty much
0: ran through the whole roster uh what do what do you what, do you, what your expectations are this year? I, I think they can definitely contend for a wild card spot, and maybe dare I say it, if the Nets aren't healthy, they can probably hopefully contend for a division. But I'm going to be safe and say a wild card, and that hopefully we have a better luck at this wild card on like two years ago.
1: Um, I can I honestly, and I said this in my article. Um. I think they can fight for the division, to be honest. I'm not really afraid of Washington. To no, be, To be completely honest, I'm not afraid of Washington. That's just my personal opinion. I think they can fight for the division.
0: Um, yeah, I, we could hope so. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that.
1: Um, there's another
0: team in New York sports right now that's creating all the headlines in the back pages, even though they don't want to, and that's the New York Giants. Uh, with Odell Beckham. I, I, I was trying hard not to talk about it, but obviously we can't, we can not talk about it. I think it was only a matter of time. You may have been calling this for years, um, that this was going to be some sort of ugly whenever that time comes between the contract of the Giants and Odell Beckham. Um, I think it's a lot of it, the talk the last week has been media oriented and they, they need to sell papers or just get tweets out and clicks and everything like that. So I think what Mara and Gettleman and everybody said on the giant side of things are completely right to be said. Obviously we are not going to try it. Trade Odell Beckham. If we do, it means we're getting five first round draft picks. You know what I mean by that? Right. And, and we're three and 12 last year. So no players obviously safe with the three and 12 record. So, People are just not reading between the lines, and that's on people not being able to do that. Um, I'm blaming that on people overreacting on that thing and listening to everything the media says about that. So I don't see Beckham obviously leaving. Uh, It's only going to be a matter of time the Giants decide to trade him because they don't want to pay $18 million a year or up to $20 million a year for something that they can't control off the field. Um, especially with the whole video of the pizza with the Instagram model situation and so on and so forth. So what, what do you think about Beckham? I, I've been trying to hide away from it, talking to you about it this whole week, because it's just typical off season nonsense that they're trying to get so, both of them, both sides of the party are trying to get leverage off of it.
1: It's it's typical contract year of BS. That's what I say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It is. It, it, and we know the lightning rod that is Odell Beckham. Uh, especially the Daily News. Um, if Odell Beckham poops the wrong way, the Daily News will be the first person to tweet about it and say what's going on with that. Um, it's just typical nonsense, and hopefully they figure it out. Obviously, with Odell Beckham's talent. It's just crazy to me on how many people want him to be traded. And I know that's a small percentage of people that call radio stations are always the extremeness of the situation because they are the crazy ones waiting online to talk to the hosts. So it's just crazy to me, especially the older generation who been through LT kind of situations of the whole cocaine, going to rehab, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, we've never seen Odell physically do those drugs. He might have been near it, but he never physically did it that we know of. And all that other stuff, he's squeaky clean in terms of off the field drama. So I think people are throwing uh, stones at glass houses for that kind of thing. So...
1: Well, I don't know. I'm gonna turn. Weird. I'm gonna turn this off of Beckham and re- make us all realize that the Giants have had a really solid off season so far.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's do it. It's just so tough not to talk about it. Right, it's, it's the only been, thing they're talking. Yeah, um, let's let's talk about this. Um, unfortunately, we had to get rid of JPP. I thought we could have probably hold out to him, hold on to him for this year, but obviously with the three four defense, obviously they did not feel the need to keep him at defensive end. Or they weren't able to get better trades later on this year or next year. So sad to see him go, but it paid twenty million dollars. So that's and, Odell's money right there.
1: And also the fact of he is he in a three four he needs to stand up. Yeah, and let's he's face not, it, and he doesn't want big to.
0: For that, and he's too big for that. Right.
1: And we brought in a linebacker who's going to be an outside linebacker in a three-four, who's probably going to be wearing a C and the microphone, and we'll be very yeah. happy with. From the Rams. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was very, I was very happy with the Ogre Tree trade. Um,
1: I've been very if, impressed with Gentlemen so far. Let's just put it. That so
0: way. so far so good. Uh, okay. We obviously got Soldier, who's a proven tackle. If we can move Flowers to his natural right tackle spot. And we could have Eli actually see in front of him not getting killed. Um, and also the left guard who's pretty serviceable from the Jaguars and other teams. He's from Michigan, so he has a soft spot for you as well. But mm-hmm. I, I think so far so good. The only negative so far, two things that are negative that are off season was the defensive end that we brought in is suspended for the first four games. And um. also that coming. Yeah, and I'm not... I didn't love the Jonathan Stewart pickup as well, but I can understand Gettleman and Jonathan Stewart ties,
1: but... You know what that comes down rather, to? It I'd also comes down to Darkwa. name one other running back on our team.
0: I know, but I think I would rather have had Darkwa than him. And depending on so-and-so who comes over with the number two pick in, in a month. But... I think for the for what, like I said to someone if he's strictly our goal line back and our our short yardage back and that that leadership voice in the locker room I'm totally fine with it but if he's going to be getting a lot of carries for us next year we're going to have a lot of problems. That's that's how I felt about that. So I guess they really feel that they're gonna to try to give Perkins another shot, or they really love Gallman, which we both said we both like as well.
1: So, I've 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 always been a Gallman fan. But yeah, with that I being guess. said, um, SMDblog.com. Uh, check out Joe's vlogs. Check out our articles. It's baseball season. It's gonna be popping on our website now. Um, of course, all the great blo- all the great podcasts that we have on there. Good luck to the Mets, Yankees, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you're following us. Don't forget to send us your blue pictures. You're wearing blue on Monday, April 2nd. Also, don't forget to share the episode so people can make sure that they are helping us raise money for a great cause for autism awareness. Uh, With that being said, anything else, Danny?
0: No, good luck. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Enjoy what you got to do with family and have a good week. United, we grow! Put your hands on me, motherfucker! We are divided! United, we grow!